Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 67. Now you're playing with Nintendo. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Eric as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? Back again, I'm good, how are you? Good, good, yeah, this is the second time you're the second person to come back twice. The first person is John, who did episode... The horror games, right? And uh, I forget what else he did. Audio fantasy audiobooks. Did I just okay. say audio twice? You yes. Did. <laughs> Anyways, today it's all about Eric. Second time coming. I'm glad to have him back. He says he's less nervous today. Yeah. yeah. The, the first time was super fun. So let's do it another time. Perfect. And then I might as well just ask you, anyways, because for people, if this is their first time listening, who is Eric? I am somebody who went to high school with Alex. So I've known him for the better part of a decade. Just somebody uh, works at a hospital. Uh, and on my free time, I enjoy playing Nintendo games, and that's kind of what we're here to talk about. There you go. That's the topic of today, Nintendo games. This is a topic I enjoy a lot because I love video games. I played Nintendo ever since I was a kid, but it's not about my passion about Nintendo. It's about Eric's passion. So how did you get introduced to playing with Nintendo games? I honestly can't remember. I just remember my parents buying me the original Game Boy, the black and white one and playing Mario, Aladdin. I think I had Tetris on there too. My older cousin had the Game Boy, had the the Nintendo, uh, like the NES, and then the later the SNES. And then my parents got me the Super Nintendo too. And so those were my two kind of first introductions into video games. So Nintendo is kind of what broke me into, into playing video games. Do you remember your first, first game? I think it was... Mario or Tetris? I can't remember exactly, but I remember I played those two a lot. On the Super Nintendo, I only had three games, uh, which was Mario Kart, uh, Goof Troop, and it was like the combo pack of Tetris and Dr. Mario. So I have very fond memories of playing those three games. And uh, do you still have those games today? I do. Really? I still have my original Super Nintendo and the three games. They're at home buried somewhere. Uh, but every so often I'll dig them out and when I have a hankering for for some classic Dr. Mario, I have it. They don't they don't actually get that old. Well, they get old, but I mean like it still works pretty well, right? Oh, I have no issues. The carts still work super well and I've done like no maintenance on them. Uh, and the the system is like a brick. That thing won't break. So uh, just a testament to how well they made their products. Back then, back mm-hmm. in the days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot to ask this, but do you have any social media links or websites that you would like to share so people can follow you before or while listening to this? I've, I mean, I have an Instagram, but I don't really use it. Like I have 30 photos, so I don't think it's too worthwhile. But if ever they did want to to take a look, it's Pereira1215. Other than that, I really don't have much. That's good enough for us. Uh, we'll put that in the description. Well, I say we. I'll put that in the description. Unless Eric is going to help me out. We're going to put it down there so you guys can click it. And now, you said you started off with older Nintendo consoles. Mm-hmm. How many of the Nintendo consoles have you gone through? So you had the Game Boy, the SNES, the... What else? I had the original Game Boy, the SNES. And then I got the Game Boy Color, the Advance SP Edition. Uh, then like the DS, 3DS. So I've had all the handheld ones. Um, and then from like the home console ones, I had the Super Nintendo and then the next one I would have gone was the Wii. Like I, I didn't get the N64. I didn't get, uh, the GameCube. I just remember my parents buying me a PlayStation two, which looking back, I mean, that was awesome too. Cause I had a lot of good games, but I was always really lucky that my cousin had the Nintendo 64, had the GameCube. So every time I would go over and I would go over often, uh, we'd have long marathon sessions playing playing on those things. So 
Uh, that was really fun, but I've been more of a like a handheld Nintendo console guy. So with this out today, the Switch, does that count as a handheld for you or like a mixture of both? I use it, yeah, a mixture of both. I think I use it more docked, but the handheld is lets me play it way more than I, I would have otherwise. So I think it's it's such a cool thing. Now, this might be a tough question, but keeping time in mind, what was the best console? I know the Switch compared to the SNES graphics are a lot better, but I mean, let's say, keep in mind from that time, what is your favorite console? I think I think the Switch is is my favorite one. It would be that or the, the Wii, because uh, I had a ton of fun playing the Wii. I think it was super innovative in in the way that they had like the motion controls and that was the first thing that really went into that. So I spent a lot of time with my my Wii playing uh, a lot of the games that was on it, but with the Switch we're getting like some reimagining of of classic games like Zelda. Uh we have Super Smash Bros which I've been playing like crazy since it's come out. Um and a lot of good stuff coming down the pipeline, so I'd have to say that's the number 1 right now. And what are your top three favorite games? If you had to choose throughout the entire generation of, not just generation, the whole life cycle of Nintendo. I would, I think one of them would be Monster Hunter. Because uh, for a little while there, it was exclusive to Nintendo for the most part. Uh, and I remember the Wii version, Monster Hunter Try. I played a, like a ridiculous amount. Uh, it was like summer, first summer vacation from university. And I had the game and I remember I'd go out and some nights I'd come home at like midnight and as opposed to going to bed like a rational human being, I would go down, boot up my Wii and play Monster Hunter online for like two, three hours, kind of rinse and repeat every day. So I, I put in a lot of time with that um, and having it on like the, the handhelds and now on the Switch, there's a ported version of it. So I've sunk a ton of time into that. Super Smash Bros is one that I've been playing since like the N64 days and now that I have the Switch and we have Ultimate, I've sunk in like, I think close to 300 hours already. And then any of the Zelda games, since they're they're always uh, super fun, deep, and like just really fun is I guess the, the easiest way to say it. And then Pokemon is somewhere down that list. Oh uh, yeah, Pokemon is <laughs> Pokemon is up there. I would put it maybe like third, fourth, like it's, it's, it's up there. Uh, I've invested a lot of time in that. I'm excited for the new one to come, and I th I've owned every single one of them. So uh, yeah, that's high up there on my list. Well, by the time this episode comes out, probably is around the same time that Pokemon will come out. So people will be like, yeah, Alex, it's already out. Yeah. What, are you, what are you talking about? Less than two months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So recorded in September, but released maybe November, December. So we'll see. We'll time travel right now. So you've tried all these different types of consoles. Do you have a favorite type of controller or like what are the top three controllers and what are the top three worst controllers that you've seen for Nintendo? I like the Switch Pro controller. I think it's super comfy. It's a nice size, fits in your hand very well. It's And it feels sturdy whenever you're using it. So I really like that one. The GameCube controller, again, is was a really cool design. Worked really well with like Smash Bros. And to this day, still kind of what people consider the optimal choice and whenever you go back and you play some of these classic games so like i know now they have a lot of the virtual console stuff on uh, on switch um it just doesn't feel the same as when you're holding like an original nes or snes controller those things were were little bricks and it just it feels better playing those games with that kind of controller so i would put those three as my favorite i never really cared for the n64 one i thought it was just kind of a weird design 
So I'd put that one kind of lower tier. That and the the Wii U brick thing, I didn't I didn't like either. I feel like Nintendo is like one of that one of those companies that just tries out mm-hmm. a bunch of different controllers and like you know what, let's just throw it and see what sticks. I saw something on a while ago that the Nintendo 64 controller, you know how there's the Z button behind? Mm-hmm. Apparently that shape is the shape for the nunchuck for the Wii. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's I the exact same cool. shape, yeah. But yeah, it's, it was a weird controller. You, you only grab the middle and the right yeah, part. You never just, grab the left part. I just I didn't understand it, so that's okay. Nintendo, you, you, you know do what, what you got to do. <laughs> do what you got to do, but... Uh, I believe the Switch so far is great. Uh, you heard the thing about the drifting. Have you had an impact? So for drifting, apparently the controllers for the Joy-Con or the Joy-Cons for the Switch have this mechanism that makes the person or the character you have drift a little bit because of the controllers malconfigured or something. No, haven't had that. I, other than like reading on it in the news or watching like people complain about it, I've personally not had that issue. So I've been pretty happy with that. Good, good. And if you had your Switch for two years now, roughly? I got it the day it came out. I remember me and two friends, we booked the day off from work. And uh, I picked it up the minute the store opened and then spent the whole day playing Zelda. It's a good console. It just, mm-hmm. this sounds like a, just a promotional video, like podcast episode for this, uh, Nintendo and Nintendo And I'm not Switch. even sponsored by them, yeah. which sucks. So. so Nintendo, if you want to sponsor, uh, you know, I'm here, uh, promotion for hobbies, uh, playing Nintendo is a hobby, you know, just uh, give a shout just out. Just throwing it out there. Uh, so what would you say is the best part about playing Nintendo games on a personal and emotional level? I think the, the best part is, because a lot of games nowadays, I think a lot of people tend to think that for a game to be good, it needs to be like visually the best graphics, 4K running like whatever, 120 frames per second and very deep and this and that. Um, Whereas I think with Nintendo, they still keep that lighthearted approach to it and they try to be innovative and and do different things. So where a different game, like on on any of the other platforms, you might have to kind of really sit down and invest and and really uh, take it seriously. Nintendo is more of a lighthearted approach where they still encourage kind of couch co-op or just kind of shooting the shit with your friends. So I really like that because it's it's something where it's a pastime. So with a Nintendo game, I can just sit down and just play for what it is and enjoy it. So that would be one of the reasons. And what are the other reasons that you think Nintendo has, let's say, better qualities over, let's say, PlayStation or Xbox? I think they have just a, a nice history and a nice like catalog of characters that people grew up with in the 80s and 90s that there's still just fond memories of these amazing games from the past. So they have such a backlog of amazing characters that people love. And so when they're reimagining the games nowadays, um, I think it just keeps them strong. They keep trying to be innovative with stuff like uh, like the Labo and... Now they're coming out with like the ring fit thing that I, I don't know too much about, but there's just all these things that they're trying to, to innovate with and it, it keeps them relevant and keeps things fun. And Nintendo has made some of the most iconic characters mm-hmm. yeah, known to throughout history. Even if you don't play video games, a lot of people know who Mario is or Pikachu, for example. That's not Nintendo, but I mean, that's Game Freak, but it is part it, of it. It's only on Nintendo consoles, exactly. right? So. It's not only like video games, it's like mass media stuff. So some of the most popular things, you know, 
you could ask people who don't play video games and they'll know who Mario is. So, or Pikachu, like you said. So it's, it's just, it's a, it's a huge cultural thing. I don't know if you saw this, but at the end of the last Olympics, uh, you know how they, uh, they give the torch to the next country? Oh, the mascots are like Sonic and uh, no, Mario, no, is it? Or No, no. What they did is that the guy who announced that it was going to be in Japan came out of a green pipe. Like oh, okay, Mario. cool. I did not know. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, there's a video of that. But uh, I don't know what the mascots are. Maybe it's Nintendo related. Who I knows? think there was something Nintendo related. I, I vaguely remember. Watch it. Well, do you know what? They do have a Nintendo game called Mario and Sonic Olympics. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't see why it would not be included. Mm -hmm. uh, so talking about the community and stuff like that, do you prefer to play Nintendo games alone or do you like to play with friends? Because you mentioned you like both. Which one do you prefer? It depends on the game. Obviously, like a game like Super Smash Bros is meant to be played with friends and uh, like you can play it on offline with your on your own, um, just kind of against CPU. But I think just playing with your friends and just messing around is is a way more enjoyable uh, way to play it. Um, then you have the single player games like, like Zelda and whatever, um, which, you know, you, you can't play cooperatively. So it just it depends on, on the type of game. So I guess that would be the easiest way to, to say it. Now, sticking to Smash Bros, like you and I play that a lot, mm -hmm. yeah, a lot mm -hmm. of hours, like a ridiculous amount of hours. I can't... Ex Between the two of us, I think it's like <laughs> 700, 800 hours or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You see, people are like, Alex, where do you have time to do the podcast? I multitask. <laughs> That's why I lose a lot. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but I do play a lot. And that game, just to stick on it, uh, who is your favorite character? So for people who don't know, sorry, first of all, for people who don't know who what Sm Super Smash Bros is, it is pretty much a video game that just captures or has a bunch of characters throughout the video game world. Mario, Yoshi, Donkey Kong, some characters from Final Fantasy, Street Fighter, um, Inkling, or Mega Man, anything and everything. The ultimate mashup game. Exactly. It's kind of like the mascot of video games. If you want to get introduced to any character from any video game, then they keep on adding new characters. And what they do is they just fight. It's cartoon animations. Party fight. fight game. It's a party fight game, which is pretty fun, but pretty stressful. But yes, who is your favorite character? Right now, the character I've played the most with who I have really liked playing is, um, is Joker from the Persona series. So... What I really like about Smash Ultimate is that they're doing a lot of collaboration with like third-party publishers. So Joker is really fun. The newest character, Banjo-Kazooie, who was previously on Nintendo consoles but is now owned by Microsoft, is, is super fun to use. So those two are, have been kind of the characters I've been using the most recently, uh, with Joker being kind of the standout, my most used. And speaking about third parties and stuff like that, do you like that Nintendo is doing a lot more indie games in their game store? Yeah, I mean it's cool to see that they're they're trying to to support smaller studios who have just as much creative capacity, um, and then just highlighting them on their store because there's a lot of cool indie games like um, I guess I'd consider like Undertale, which is like a hugely popular game started out. Uh, small and it, it it blew up and now you have a like a me character for example in super smash bros and when people saw this release they they lost their minds well i heard it's because of super smash bros that the western side learned more about fire emblem yeah 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 so with martha and roy in melee it was the first time we we had seen these characters to my knowledge and then uh they ported over one of the games and then it was I think it had more of a like a niche audience, but they they persevered, and then uh, with Awakening, it just blew up, and now it's like uh, considered one of their tentpole kind of major titles. 
So there you go. Super Smash Bros. is doing a service for all video games throughout cross platforms, whether it's for Microsoft games, Sony games, any games. It's just like they shouldn't do that, but they know they're friendly. They're the welcoming. They're opening up their doors. Now, speaking about opening up their doors, what other franchises do you think would work well in Nintendo? Like, I think just the design, I, I think, I can't remember if it is coming, but like some stuff like Spyro, I know Crash Bandicoot would work well. Like it kind of has that Nintendo-ish uh, feel to it. So those are two games that kind of jumped to mind would work well as like a Nintendo kind of thing. Uh, it's cool to see with the Switch that they're they're getting a lot more third-party support, like from Bethesda, for example, and they have like Doom, Wolfenstein, and like a little bit more mature games. So it just goes to show that um, I think anything can can work if you if you adapt it well. And uh, when it comes to cross-platform, so cross-platform is different consoles playing with each other. So you could play somebody who has an Xbox with, with somebody who has a PlayStation, with somebody who has a Nintendo. Do you think Nintendo should continue doing more cross-platforms or focus a lot more on exclusives? I think for them it'd be hard because they're, from what I need to understand, quite protective of their first party characters so as far as like cross-platform stuff it come down a lot to the kind of third party games i don't know if like overwatch which is coming is is going to be cross-platform play i think fortnite is and i think it works well so depending on the game i think it's it's a cool thing because i don't understand why just because i own a nintendo console i can't play like fortnite for example and play against people on playstation it's i don't see the difference um, so if it works, then 100% they should keep going with it. And for you, what would you say are some pet peeves for yourself when it comes to, let's say, the Nintendo games, the community, the hardware, the software, anything that just grinds your gears? I think people tend to to dismiss Nintendo games as being quite childish, I guess because maybe it's marketed more towards kids. I guess the perfect example would be Pokemon, for example, where you might hear often that, like, oh, that's a kid's game. It's about, you know... 10 year olds catching monsters and training them it's it's very very it's marketed towards kids but then when you actually dive into kind of the mechanics of it it's actually quite deep and um like as a kid i would never be able to figure this shit out going into kind of like how you properly train your pokemon and one of our friends is like a crazy like crazy deep into that so um i guess there's that that nintendo is kind of often dismissed as like the third kind of not so relevant uh, company because it's quite childish and they're not as serious as the other guys. Um, yet their games tend to be some of the most polished and and deep in my opinion. And is there anything that annoys you about like how they build a console or promote their games or anything like that? It just, I guess because they try to be innovative, there's like hit or misses with, with their consoles. So whereas the Wii was widely popular to kind of the masses, the Wii U kind of flopped. I think they had kind of some neat ideas with it, which I think they refined with the Switch. So I guess it's kind of the uh, it's the risk you take when you're trying to be innovative is that sometimes it just doesn't come off. And we as as fans and gamers might suffer a little bit because we don't get the same sign of, sort of support. Um, so whereas on the Wii U, we didn't get the same sort of games as like PlayStation, Microsoft, for example. And that was, if that was your main console, then you kind of were left out. Whereas on the Switch now, like I said, we're getting Doom and Wolfenstein. So some of these big games, I guess the nice thing is that you always know that Nintendo will be able to, to use the hardware and come out with like the Mario's and the Zelda's. So you're always going to have something to play. But 
it might be limited depending on on how they decide to do things. And I remember back when the Wii U came out, they didn't do a lot of promotion or marketing no, for that. No, no, no. It was it was like it was just very very weird. It's almost like it was just a prototype to get to the Switch. And then people didn't know about it. They thought it was just an extension to those mm-hmm. Wii. And-, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of the problem with the name too, right? It, the name I think was too similar going from Wii to just Wii U. It just, I don't know. It didn't really make sense to me. I feel I feel like it, they tried to copy what Xbox did or PlayStation mm-hmm. and they didn't focus too much on the promotion. But we're, I'm not an expert. Uh, you know no, that- I'm, by no means <laughs> am I an expert either. But that's just my opinion on, on that. But it, regardless what happens, it led us to the Switch and... And now that's a, a huge success, so that's super cool. I really do enjoy it. It's sitting right here on the desk, you know, because we're talking about Nintendo. I might as well just have it here to present, but you guys can't see it. But Eric and I can appreciate it. And yeah. And once again, we're not experts, but what could Nintendo do to improve their console? If you had to have a say in how the console can improve, what would you say? I think one thing they have to to work on is not maybe not necessarily the console itself, but just online infrastructure because i finally oftentimes with their games they they do tend to to experience quite a bit of lag a little bit more than you would see on like playstation or or microsoft so now that we're paying for the the online service i'm hoping that it starts to improve um just to make the games run seamlessly because in a game like smash bros if you're playing online and then it tends to lag a lot then it kind of ruins the experience because it's a game that's built on quick reads and quick movements and inputs. So if the input is lagging, then you don't get as much enjoyment out of it. Um, so that would be the one major thing I would say. Other than that, I, I like I tend to appreciate the console for what it is. I think they've done an excellent job. So I think it's more in terms of kind of that online infrastructure where, you know, we need to use a, a phone app, for example, to if you want to do voice chat. I guess nowadays we're lucky because we have stuff like Discord and this and that. So it, it kind of lessens the uh the problem of that but it's just weird that not everything is just built into the uh to the switch um like there's no bluetooth functionality for for headphones or anything like that so like little weird things like that that they could have kind of improved on and speaking of which do you prefer downloading games from their store or buying the actual hard physical copy with the nature of the switch i tend to download them now and just put them onto the uh the micro sd card i have in it just because it's portable. And so if I'm going out like on a trip or whatever, as opposed to carrying a case with tons of little cartridges and risk losing the cartridges or damaging them or whatever the case may be, everything is just loaded up on my Switch. If anything were to happen to my Switch, I know that my saves are on the cloud and then I can easily re-download the game. So it's it's not a problem with that. So I tend to just buy the games directly from the, the Nintendo store now. Do you still have any hard copies of any games? I think the only one I have is Splatoon 2, which just sits in my uh, in my Switch at all times, so I, there's no risk of me losing it or anything like that. So uh, that is the only physical copy I have of like a Switch game right now. Why did you decide for that one to buy the physical copy, if you don't mind me asking? I think I still had some trade credit with uh, like EB Games or something like that, so I wanted to use it up, and it was around the time that Splatoon was coming out, so I, I just got the physical copy of it. And back in the days, what was your biggest challenge when you first started playing Nintendo games? Well, like I was a kid, I wasn't working, like I couldn't buy my own games or anything like that. And with my parents, video games was kind of like a reward or like a treat, I guess. So where, you know, I didn't have like a, a ton of games on my Super Nintendo. So like I just had to be happy playing with, with the ones I had and I, I love them. Um, whereas now 
working full time, you know, I can prioritize how I kind of save my money and treat myself every so often. So I have access to kind of trying all these new experiences. So I guess that might be one of the the challenges I had was just kind of limitations when I was younger. And then, you know, there was a couple of years where I didn't have the newest consoles. So, you know, not being able to play the, all the cool games that I, I saw on TV and my friends were talking about. So I guess that was kind of a, a problem too. Uh, yeah, I remember when I got uh, Smash Bros for the first time in Nintendo 64, I got my dad bought it for me or my mom, I can't remember who it was, but they bought it for me in the evening. And I wasn't allowed to play that night. Yeah, okay, so, yeah. So that would be a problem. So as a kid getting this, I was so excited. I ended up like taking the game out of the box and I t- brought it with me in bed. And I just like put it underneath my pillow so I would sleep with it. So the first thing in the morning, I would just take it and go straight to Nintendo mm-hmm. 64. That was, that was my excitement. That was like the reward aspect. But yeah, I just had to throw that tidbit in because it just made me think of that. Mm-hmm. And what is your biggest challenge today when it comes to playing Nintendo video games? I mean, it's just a, a matter of reality, you know, you're an adult, you're, you have to work, you have priorities in terms of your day to day. So, whereas as a teenager, I go to school, I come home, I didn't really study too, too much in high school, for example. So I could play games the minute I got home and just kind of take the evening to do that. Um, or even on weekends and stuff like that. And now I kind of, you know, I go to work and then I have stuff to do after work and this and that. So time in the day is kind of more limited, I guess I would say. Um, so that can be one of the challenges. Um, you're trying to save money to to buy houses for your bills and this and that. So you can't go and frivolously spend on every single game that comes out. And now that we're September, there's stuff every week coming out that interests me, but you know, I need to go against, kind of go with my budget and follow that. So those are kind of the adulthood challenges, I guess. And it doesn't help when we have friends who are bad influences. And that's myself included, you yeah, and other friends that too. who influence and- us to buy games on <laughs> other platforms and stuff like that. So, and I mean, games aren't the cheapest thing, especially uh, Nintendo games, because they don't typically go on sale. So it just makes it a little bit more uh, difficult to buy all the ones you want. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like playing video games has brought our friendship closer together like you me and a few more of our friends yeah yeah since high school kind of being busy with our our studies and work and this and that it's uh it definitely kind of reconnected everyone and now it's like an integral part of our weekly weekly stuff right so it's super cool to see i love it and uh you answered this before but i'm gonna ask you again if there's any other answers but what are some misconceptions about people who play Nintendo games? So you mentioned the childish aspect, but is there anything else as well? I think that's the biggest one that comes to mind. I, th- I yeah, I would I would say that is probably it. I can't really think of any other big ones like right now. I think it's yeah, more that childish thing, you know, because you have people who are like the, for example, Call of Duty, and that's a very mature, serious game. And these people won't play childish Nintendo games. So it's, I think it's a large part that childish aspect. You know, it's funny, like Call of Duty is like a mature game, but you see a lot more younger kids playing that. And yeah. you got Nintendo who's made for kids, but you got more adults playing that. It's kind of funny. It's, it's, I don't, I don't understand how, how that started, but, um, I maybe attribute it to, again, like that Pokemon kind of thing. Cause that was very marketed, I think, towards kids. So it kind of created that misconception and the games aren't 
super serious with mature kind of uh, topics. So maybe it's that. So, it's, but it's weird. Yeah, you see a lot of adults playing because they grew up playing these games in the '80s, so they're still playing them now. So, I think it's a it's a huge misconception. Now, this might be a tough question to answer, but for you, what is the balance for story versus graphics? Do you have to have better graphics or better story? I, I think as long as the game is fun and I can enjoy it for what it is, the graphics don't need to be like these 4K, 8K masterpieces. If I can't get invested in the gameplay loop or in what's actually happening, then regardless of the graphics, I mean, nothing's going to pull me to play the game. It needs to be something that piques my interest and motivates me to keep playing them. So, for example, uh, with a lot of the sports games, one thing that they tend to emphasize is like the graphics, the graphics, the graphics. But then if they don't innovate or keep the game feeling good when you're playing it, then you kind of just lose motivation to play. And I mean, it's the prettiest game ever, but it's just not fun. So... Kind of like buying a Ferrari, but it runs like a bicycle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it can look pretty, but if if there's no content, then there's really no reason to keep going. That's completely fair, and I completely agree with you. And I feel like as I get older, that I focus more on the content than the graphics. Like, I still enjoy playing Smash Bros. on N64, yeah. and the graphics are squares. But and the like, game is super fun. Yeah. Um, I guess the nice thing with Nintendo is because of the way a lot of their main characters and like their games are designed... It's quite cartoony, so it can look good regardless on what platform it's on. And they tend to be really well optimized and run really well, the games. And so I think it's just a, they have a nice mix right now of how they're doing things. Nintendo, you're doing good. Mm -hmm. We like you very much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so do you want to present this hobby to the world or keep it more as an escape from reality? So let's say a kid comes up to you like, hey, Eric, I'm thinking of buying a new console. Do you recommend Nintendo or Xbox? Or you're like, yeah, you do whatever you want. I, 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 I've said this with our friends like not long ago that I think right now my favorite console and my favorite thing to play is my Switch because there's so many good games coming to it. Um, a lot of games that if you're having like a long day, you can just kind of play it, disconnect and not really think too much about it. So one game that I'm looking forward to, for example, is uh, Animal Crossing, which comes out next year. Like there's no hugely interesting story, but it's just kind of um, escape from reality, take your time to do things kind of game. So just something that you can just relax and kind of vibe out to. And then there's tons of like fun party games that you and your friends can easily play. And with the Joy-Con that kind of disconnect, you have two controllers right off the bat. So it's you can easily play with people right off uh, from buying the system. And the games are, are always super good. So uh, like the Switch is my my favorite console right now. So I, I highly I highly recommend that. It's hard to say that now because with the PlayStation 5 and the next Xbox coming out, like who knows what those are going to be and what kind of stuff they'll have that might entice people. Like, I always liked PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, which is like the Smash clone. So, like, that would have been a cool reason to buy that console, for example. But, um, like, right now, the Switch is my uh, my favorite thing to, to play. It's your go-to console. My go-to, yeah. And uh, do you have any word of advice for anybody who is interested in starting to play Nintendo games? I mean, I think it's just a matter of jumping in and, and seeing the quality that they, they produce. Like there's, uh, I feel like there's games for everyone at this point on the console. So it doesn't matter what you're looking for. You can find something that I think will, will suit you and you'll enjoy. And it's just a matter of 
of having fun, really. Keep the child youth innocence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nothing. Not everything has to be super, super serious. It's 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 a pastime. It's it's meant for us to enjoy it. So, I think it's the perfect console for that. Except when we're playing Smash Bros. Then sometimes we get serious. <laughs> then yeah, then you start to swear a little bit, and yeah, you get heated, but. It's part of competition. And at the end of the day, we're still friends. It, it, has, it hasn't day, broken yeah. our friendship yet. Exactly. <laughs> and I asked this at the beginning, but do you have any social media links you'd like to reshare again? Just the same one. If I mean, I have nothing interesting on, on social media. Um, so it would be the same thing from the start. Pereira1215 is my Instagram, but I never post onto it. So feel free. <laughs> <laughs> feel free to visit the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tend to keep things pretty private. Now you're considered a veteran on this podcast, being on I guess, two episodes. Yeah, yeah uh, I guess. So you know, the last question is always: Do you have any questions for me about Nintendo? I guess I, I know that you you were super into the 64, but I don't know where when you started playing or getting into the Nintendo stuff. I started with uh, the big Game Boy. Yeah, the it's brick. A, the brick. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the first game I had was I think it was called Donkey Kong. So it was just Mario going up the ladders oh, and trying yeah, to save yeah, pa- yeah. Princess Peach. And there was no save. So by the, I, I never beat that game. Mm-hmm. I, and I always wanted to. Like sometimes I get really far. And I can I remember like playing it when I was like on car trips, also visiting Barbados. But it's like, you know those days when you play a Game Boy in a car at night? You know I had to play? have that peripheral, the little light thing that connected into it so I could keep playing. See, I didn't have that. I had to wait till streetlights came like by and like, okay, pause. I can play. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like, very stressful, but as a kid, I had the patience to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then after that, I had I had a lot of the Game Boys. So I had that, the Game Boy Pocket, then the Game Boy Color. Uh, then I had the Game Boy Advance. Didn't have the DS. I had, sorry, the Game Boy Advance, then Game Boy SP. Mm-hmm. That's the one with the light, the which light, was yeah, amazing. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, then I skipped on the DS. Then I went to 3DS. In the meantime, I had the Nintendo 64, the GameCube, the Wii. And now the Switch. Mm-hmm. So I, not to be biased, but since the Switch is the newest and I really do enjoy it, I feel like now I can really appreciate Nintendo games. Yeah. I don't know how or why, but I, at this age, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is really cool. This mm-hmm. is nostalgic, but that nostalgic aspect comes into play, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big piece. Uh, funny enough, I still have my original Game Boy too, now that I think about it. So like that thing is just indestructible. I love it. So for people who didn't have the original Game Boy, that thing took four AA batteries. Four AA batteries, <laughs> black and white. It was a huge brick. Yeah. But sturdy and what stood the test of time. There's a Nintendo or Game Boy in a museum or something that it survived a volcano eruption. There's one in the Nintendo store in New York that I think it was in the Gulf War. And yeah. it they still have it and it's still functional. Like this thing is unbreakable. It's like a Nokia phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's unbreakable. crazy. So, uh, yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Eric, for coming on for the second time. You, you're always a wonderful guest. You're always welcome to come back. This is what I encourage. If people have multiple hobbies, they come back. People are not one sided story. You got multiple hobbies. Come on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, once again, thank you so much, man. Thank you. So if you'd like to be on this podcast or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at time for your hobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you think this podcast is going to be helpful for anybody, by all means, share it with them because somebody can be going through a hard time and maybe Nintendo, the cheerful colors, the animation, the story, everything about it can help with that situation. And if, well, I have nothing else to say except for until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care. <laughs>